Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm Deja. And you're listening to our very first episode of the Central View podcast. Today we'll be talking about what exactly is Central View, about our editing process, and we will finally end with a reading from me and Deja. So stay tuned for that. So Deja, what is Central View? From what I've been told, Central Review is a f- literary magazine that posts that publishes twice a year. Once in the fall, once in the spring, right? Yeah. Um, did you know that Central Review used to be called Frameworks? Um, I heard a little bit about that. I know that as far as the changes from Frameworks to Central Review, all we've really changed is like our formatting and uh, obviously the name, but also what we can accept for submissions. I think frameworks what didn't allow visual art or photography, and obviously that's a big part of our Central Review literary magazine now, as I understand it. Yeah, we wanted to make it more open to all students, all majors, so that way you can, if, you wanted, if you're feeling fiction, you could read some fiction. If you're feeling poetry, you could read some poetry. If you wanted to look at pictures, you could look at pictures. It was just, it's something for everybody. Right, and I know that we also added um, one-act plays to the list that we can accept, which would be really cool because I don't think we've ever actually gotten a one-act play. Yeah, I want to read some because I was hoping for this fall submission you'd get some one-act plays because I want to see some people act on stage, you know? (laughs) I don't need to. And also, as far as, you know, submissions go... Central Shorts is also a new thing, right? It is. We submit, we accept submissions from that we do for the magazine. So it's the same guidelines, like yeah. same. We also accept poetry, short stories, visual art, nonfiction, one act plays, right? Yeah, there's no word limit on the poetry, but for one act plays and prose, you have to at least make it minimum three thousand words. And I know that uh, Central Shorts and the winners of our recent Halloween storytelling contest will be published on Central Review's new website, although I don't think, last time I checked, the website is not up yet. However, it should be up soon, I think. We have to get on that because I'm ready to look at these Central (laughs) Short submissions and, like, get publishing. Just for people who are interested, you can submit to Central Shorts at cmucentralreview at gmail.com. Once again, that's cmucentralreview at gmail.com. So how do you feel about reading these submissions? I am excited because I love to read so much. And reading the submissions for the fall magazine, I was, like, so excited. And for the Halloween contest, I was like, oh, my God, it's spooky up in here. We got a lot of submissions, I think, for the fall magazine. And not as many for our Halloween contest, which was upsetting. (laughs) It was. I was like, I'm trying to get spooked. I'm trying to get scared. I'm trying to, like, read witches, vampires, and ghosts and stuff. But it wasn't that many. But the ones we did get were really well, really good. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, people will come through for our essential shorts so we have plenty to choose from and publish every week. Yeah, I was told that we get to publish five pieces a week. Five pieces? Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. But honestly, I'm excited for it. Me too. So why did you join Central Review as an editor? Um, well, for starters, my creative writing teacher was like, hey, you should check out Central Review since you like writing and you want to be a publisher. And I was like, all right, cool, you write. Let me let me check them out. Let me see what's up. And, yeah. Did you <laughs> find them at uh, Main Stage? 
I did it, sadly. I searched high and low only to look at the Instagram and see that they were right <laughs> by the door. I was like, gosh, darn it. So I emailed our editor-in-chief, Ivory, and I was like, hey, Ivory, I would like to join Center Review. And she was like, okay, cool. We have our meeting this Tuesday. Come check us out. Like, we'll be in this room. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. Oh, okay, cool. I filled out an application that I um, was handed to me by last year's editor-in-chief, Jordan Price. And they basically just contacted me this semester and was like, hey, are you interested in being part of our team? And Obviously, it was. <laughs> so that was how I did it. But I think it's a good um, a good way to test out if you really want to be an editor, if you really want to go into the editorial field, just because of um, like what we do as editors as a whole through Central Review. Yeah, but I found out that we do mostly copy editing than That's true. content editing. And I'm more leaning towards content editing, but copy editing is cool, too, because you have to read, like, basically perfect fleshed out stories all I gotta do is change a word here maybe rearrange right. a sentence there and it'd be fine but the content of the story is there it just needs a little help I think it's just structured. a good way to like dip your toes into the editorial <laughs> job field just so that you know what you might be getting yourself into yeah because editing takes a lot you have to sit there and like read and reread and reread and like pour over meticulously right. <laughs> like every sentence and then sometimes it's just like wow so what did you? What would you have you learned from no, being an editor? Well, Central that there's two different types of editing content <laughs> and copy editing, but also learned that like sometimes there there's I knew before that there was like different types of like how people wrote, but trying to keep your personal like preferences and writing out of it at the same time is like right. You like have to be conscious of your that. biases. Kind yeah, of. it's like, oh, okay, I write this way, and then this person writes this way. Let me fix their way of writing to make it sound more like mine. And I've had troubles with that in the past. I was like, so I have to like take a step back. And say, is this preference, or is it like actually aiding the story? Right. Yeah, that's always difficult. I th- I found that was hard too. I also think that. Well, I hope that through journey joining Central Review that we could bring more awareness to the creative majors and um, the creative outlets here that are offered for students because I think a lot of people aren't really aware of it and I think that Central Review is a good way to um, give students opportunities to see their stuff published. Yeah I would also like to just point out that Central Review isn't just for writers like we do accept visual arts and the pieces that we got this semester for our fall issue were limited but they were really well and I would like to see more in the for the spring issue. I would too. Our visual art that we got for the fall submissions were were incredible. I love them. And I know that for our Halloween story competition that we partnered with the BCA office to what was it to make the to make winning stories into a, a show a short type thing film or something. Yeah, like that? with HGMTV. I'm probably messing that all up. But so I think that Central <laughs> View is like. It's all-encompassing for anyone who wants to be creative, really. Yeah. So why did you start writing? Um, I think for me, writing wasn't really a conscious decision until I was maybe 13. Obviously, up until then, I had been writing, but I never, you know, sat down and was like, I want to write about this. It always just came out. Like, 
it was just natural, and I didn't think about it, and I didn't think about plotting or anything about that until I was 12, and then, you know, you're in middle school, and life sucks, and you're like, man, <laughs> let me write a story where life doesn't suck. You're right, you're right, because, like, life be out here rough, <laughs> and it's just, like, sometimes you just want to write and get away from that. Um, I was in fourth grade when I started writing my teacher. She was like, we're going to write a short story today. So I wrote a short story about two little hamsters running around Paris, and then they tried to get back home. And then I wrote another one about... It's like Ratatouille. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote another one about... That was kind of like Sleeping Beauty-esque, where this princess meets this prince, and they, like, go on a date, and then she comes back. Her, like, evil stepmother turns into a dragon, and he has to, like, slay her. It was bad. And then <laughs> I kind of stopped writing out of that. I was more into reading than writing at the time. I was like, I'd rather, like, read instead of actually physically write something out. And then I got to middle school, and there was this band I was really into. I'm not going to say because they're broken up now. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it One Direction? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't into One Direction as much as, like, people would think. Like, I like some of their songs, but not, like, them like that. Did you but, always do fiction, or have you tried poetry and stuff? I write poetry, too. Um, I'm actually taking a poetry class next semester, but in middle school, I wrote self-insert fan fiction for me <laughs> and my friends, and it was written more like a script than it was an actual story, and I still have them. I oh go back to them and read them all the time and just die inside, but yeah, I, that's when I started writing again, and then ninth grade, I switched into like actually pro, like prose writing, and yeah, I've written a lot and stopped writing a lot and have all these different type of ideas in my head that I can't get down on paper fast enough. I think I started off writing fiction and then at some point my life just got so busy and I was like, man, I really just don't want to sit down and bust this out. So I, I, I you know, that. gravitated more towards poetry because you could get up across a narrative or you know, the message that you wanted and fewer lines. And although it still takes a lot of time, I'm not thinking about character plots or character arts or arcs or anything like that. Yeah, writing an actual full-length novel, I struggle with. That's why I love my creative writing class now, where we're just writing short stories. And I can, like, get it all down within, like, 15, 20 pages. But a whole novel, I'd be up in, like, the 100 chapters <laughs> just trying to, like, fill it out. Um, I write a little bit of poetry as well. It takes a while. Um, I'm in a spoken word org called The Motions. And is that through Central? It is through Central. And we just kind of meet biweekly, and we just kind of help each other out with writing. And what else do we do? Crap. Um, we write poetry, basically, and we give people feedback on their poetry, like our members' feedback on, like, their pieces. Is and it slam poetry? Slam poetry, spoken word, just, like, getting out your feelings. Oh, I get that. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of poetry, do you have anything you want to share with our listeners? Um, I do have a few things I could write. I'm also thinking <laughs> that I'm hoping our central short submissioners will let us read some of their pieces on this podcast. But since we haven't officially kicked that off yet, I will bite the bullet and read some of my stuff. I won't let you go alone. I'll read something later. Okay. Let me see. So this first piece I wrote is called Ode to Escitalopram. 
I was handed the yellow pages full of possible side effects. Take it daily, a secular communion, chemical patch job, system reboot, kickboxing suicide into next week. It works, except I still cry in the Walgreens parking lot, and the bathroom tile against my cheek some days feels like coming home. My gynecologist told me not to overdose on Tylenol while writing the prescription. He said, this medicine will make you feel lighter, but not unburdened, not loved. Your father will still be absent. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) I have another piece. It's it's not, I don't know. I think for poetry, you need to write about your heavy feelings sometimes. You do. Sometimes you just got to let it all out. So here's my other heavy piece. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. It's called An Alternate Universe Where I Didn't Plan on Dying at 19. Each morning, I press my nose into the window screen and let the fresh air revive me. Vision boards of Rome, Paris, and Berlin plaster my bedroom walls. Before I tattoo my arms, I think twice, then put the indie punk lyrics on my back instead. Or somewhere else, dream job employers won't see. Instead of typing how many pills does it take to overdose into Google, my search history is full of grad programs, pug videos, apple crisp recipes. My brothers ignore me sometimes, and I let them because we have so many days, so many days just to be siblings passing by. I take short showers to save the planet, then go to the DMV for my horizontal license. My mother won't cry on July 7th. Instead, she will bake a cake and stick candles upon candles into its soft frosting until the day I am 30 and she can't fit anymore. That day, she will bake two cakes. That one's a little bit lighter. I was trying to make it not as bad. (laughs) And then this, this third one that I have, which I think will be the last one I read, is... (laughs) It's, <laughs> I don't know how these pieces that I picked are not uplifting. Hopefully yours is more uplifting. Oh, no. <laughs> this is called A Coming Out Story, and actually it's going to be published in the Blue Root magazine um, coming up, their Ooh. 23rd issue, so shout out to them. Snaps all around. A Coming Out Story. I kept it in my pocket, a stone I turn over in my hands, familiarizing myself with its ridges, testing its weight on my tongue, until the day I choked and vomited the word lesbian onto my mother's shoes like a lifelong bulimic finally caught. She sucked in a breath, then said, Pastor Jim will fix that. (laughs) Your turn, (laughs) I was making faces trying to figure out what words to say to go with that. But (laughs) I'm sorry if that, you know, makes everyone feel heavy today. (laughs) Um, I don't think mine is much lighter. Um, so this, oh no, <laughs> this is an unfinished uh, short story that I started writing for my creative writing class this year, and it's titled "Lucky Enough." I was lucky enough to hear the sirens in the distance. Sirens weren't an irregular occurrence, but when there's an about fifty of you camping out under the bridge, you tend to shut up and listen for the direction in which they were headed. I was lucky enough to hear them in the distance, smart enough to start stuffing as much stuff into my backpack as I could, and even more lucky that I set up tarp next to the, old fi- the hole in the fence. Just as the sirens st- turned the corner, I ducked out of the ho- eye hole and power walked up the street. Thanks to my luckiness, I was caught first. Where you headed, kid? The mustached officer looks down at me through the bars of my cell, sandwiching his hand and mouth full of he- as he speaks. I stare up at him through my bangs. His arms are big, stuffed in his shirts, and he stands tall. I've seen him around a few times, and the way he's looking at me makes me think he's seen me as well. 
My stomach caves in on itself, begging for the turkey sandwich in his hands, or at least it looks like a turkey sandwich. I pull my knees up to my chest and hug my arms around my shins. My hair brushes over my arms, and I drop my gaze to my kneecaps. There's a road rash, there's a road rash gap on one of them from the time I, was run, I ran away from dogs and tripped over my laces. Later that night, I ripped out the laces and used them to keep my hair back until someone stole them in my sleep. I could clean off the dirt smeared on my skin, make myself presentable, but I had nowhere, not no, I had nowhere nor no one to be presentable for. I remained silent until he walks away. Here, the same gruff voice, voice that has been bothering me for hours is accompanied by the sound of a bag slicing against the floor. Sliding against the floor. I look up from where my forehead rests against my knees and spy the McDonald's bag a few feet away from me. I look up higher at the man leaning against the opposing wall of my cell, his arms tucked over his chest. You've been here for three hours, and there's no telling how long you've been out there without food. So, he nods towards the bag. Consider it a gift. The door on the side clunks open, and the, second more, and the sound of more footsteps bounce off the walls. Another man stops in front of my cell. She said anything yet? No, I just gave her some food, and she hasn't touched it. Well, you're relieved of your babysitting duties. Go home to your wife. The second man pats the first one on the back. Can I make sure she eats first? The first glances over at me. I guess. The second, one, the second man leaves. The first turns towards my cell and slides down the wall until he's bunched up and drapes his arms over his knees. I'm not leaving until you eat something, kid, so you might as well go ahead. Wow, I love that. As a beginning to the story, I think that's great. Yeah, I plan on turning it into this adoption story where he adopts her, him and his wife adopts her because they were struggling with having kids and it's a whole thing. Oh wow. I just have to write it. <laughs> Isn't that always the problem? Yeah, that's always the problem with school, reading and writing a whole bunch of other things at the same time and rewriting other novels. It takes a while. <laughs> so to close out this episode, what can listeners look forward to if they stay tuned? This may be a podcast about writing and about central review, but there's going to be so much more. I'm hoping that we can do readings of submissions from Central Shorts. And if we don't read them, hoping that the people that we pick will be comfortable enough to either come on the podcast and read their piece or send in a recording of them reading their piece. I'm really looking forward to that. I hope that we can get to do that. I know that we also have plans to interview some of the professors in the creative fields here talking about um, their specific creative writing processes and their journeys and how they've gotten to where they are now. Um, do you have any other thoughts on that? Um, if possible, I would like to get some of the photography professors on here, maybe some like the art professors and like right. get them talking about it as well to appeal to artists as well as instead of just creative writers. Um, I also hope to interview some students, like VCA majors, creative writers, photographers, artists, and like get to know their creative processes, comparing, contrasting like their majors, and just talking with them about like why they joined their major, what interests them, and like their art form and stuff like that. We'll also be getting into some of the backlash that students receive from pursuing creative majors, and. Um, how to be creative despite that and despite a block. 
Yeah, because writer block is a real thing. I had that the entire summer I wanted to write since I didn't have a job. But uh, every time I opened up a Word document, nothing came out. So when it came to go to the motions for our first meeting and he asked who has something to share, I just kind of sat there like, um, <laughs> not me. Well, it sounds like we have a lot in store. Hopefully we can get to all of it. <laughs> Hopefully. But what we will be doing every week, well, every episode, is just giving out tips for how to be creative and get over, get through your process. So do you want to give our listeners our weekly tip for today to round everything out? Our tip for today is to just write. (laughs) I know that sounds like something you hear all the time, which, yeah, but it also, it helps because it's not just for creative, but it's also for like writing papers. You can turn your text to white and just let the words just spill out from your fingers. If oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that. Yeah, I read it somewhere. I forget where I wish I will went back and looked, but like someone told me or I read that, hey, just turn your text right. That way you can't see the words that you're typing. Right. You won't be going back to like fix your mistakes and stuff like that. You just let the words free flow, and then when you're done, turn it back and like read over what you had, and that's when you can begin your editing process. I know sometimes for me it's helpful just to write in general, not even like creatively. Sometimes like when I feel a block and I just feel like I need to get something out, but it just doesn't want to come out because it's not ready yet or something. Sometimes I just make random lists. Yeah. I'll just, just so that I can get my pen onto paper and do that motion, and then sometimes it... Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but at least I have something on paper and it feels better than keeping everything inside. And sometimes just writing just to get your thoughts out of your head and like just to, if you're feeling some type of way, just sit down and write. Even if you're not a writer, you can just sit down, take a pen or take your laptop and just like write out your thoughts or type out your thoughts and like try to follow that process and see like where the root of your problem is. And then also I've heard that when you're really tired, you should write then. I think that's what the great poets did, right? Except they also (laughs) did some sketchy stuff and wrote on that too. Yeah, so I do this a lot. Like, it'll be around the time where I'm like, all right, let's go to bed. And then I'll be sitting there and a scene pops into my head. And I'm like, dang it. (laughs) Now I got to get up and write it. I got to get up, get my laptop and start typing. And then sometimes I don't even type on my laptop. I'll just pull out my phone, go into my notes and just start typing. And then half the time I don't even write out like dialogue tags or like action in scene. I'll just write out dialogue. So that way when I come back to it, I'll be like, okay, this is what I was thinking. This is the direction I wanted to go. And that way when you're tired, your brain isn't focused on the details it's focused more on, like, just getting the words out onto the page. So you can go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, all right, I'm a college student. I'm trying to go to bed. I got this exam in the morning. Right. <laughs> it's time to, like, get a good night's sleep, even though we, that never seems to happen. Well, I'm really going to try and do that white text thing that you suggested because I'd never really thought about that. And that's that's so cool. That's such a good idea. Yeah. I need to try that out, too, because I've read it, but I haven't tested it myself. (laughs) All right, well, I guess that's all we have for today. So thank you for listening, and I hope that we will, A, see more submissions to Central Shorts, which, by the way, you can submit to cmucentralreview at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yes, and we accept one-act plays, short stories, poetry, visual art, and... Nonfiction. Nonfiction. All right, I hope we... 
see you all soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>